Hi, my name is Elijah, and I have the privilege to serve as the creative pastor here at City Life Church. We just wanted to quickly thank you. Thank you for tuning in wherever you may be watching from. Hey, if you haven't already, please go ahead and click the like and subscribe button. We believe that God has an amazing word for you today. So let's jump into today's message. We've been talking from our series, The Greatest Story Ever Told. We find it in the best-selling book ever given. Not a book written by one author, but many writers that were inspired by God as he breathed on their writings, and it become the inspired, breathed word of God. It's the Bible. Now, the truth about the Bible is this. The Bible needs nothing to help it exist. It needs no other religion. It needs no other prophet. The good news of the gospel stands alone all by itself. Now many other religions need the Bible to undergird their faith. But the Bible stands alone. It has stood the test of time. The good news of the gospel message from Genesis to Revelation. The good news is not just found in a New Testament. But it was foretold in an Old Testament. But we find in Luke chapter 2, the meaning of the Bible comes alive. Because the true meaning of the Bible was not about Noah and the ark. It was not about Daniel in the lion's den. It was not about Samson or David or any of the other great men or the great prophets. It was all about Jesus. It was all about a coming Messiah that would one day redeem the people of God. The greatest story is this, that the lost can be found, that the broken can be restored, that those that have no hope find hope in the cross, that the greatest symbol of shame ever known to mankind has now become the greatest symbol of hope. And we find in Luke chapter 2, this Christ invades the earth. And it says in verse 1 of chapter 2, and it came to pass in those days, that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quinus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. He was to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for him in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. 
So it was when the angels had gone from them into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. We talked about in our first week of our study that it all began with a word. A word that was given in the book of Genesis where God told the enemy that there was coming one that would one day deal the fatal blow to the kingdom of hell. He said there's coming one of the seed of woman and when he arrives, he will deal a fatal blow to the kingdom of darkness. He will penetrate that darkness with light. He will be an alpha God and an omega God. He will redeem his people. And we find every word of the Old Testament would build a platform for the arrival of Jesus. Every word from every major prophet and every minor prophet. The declarations of David in a field as he would sing his songs unto the Lord. They would all build a foundation for the arrival of Jesus. We find that it started with a word. And I want you to know that your journey starts with a word. God speaks over you a word of destiny. Matter of fact, you may not know today that there's a word over your life. But the Bible says before you were ever in your mother's womb, the father knew you. He declared you. He destined you. He told the prophet Jeremiah, the one that would declare that Jesus was to come, he would declare that prophet. He said, before you knew yourself, I knew you. He said, I proclaimed you and declared you a prophet to the nations. Maybe you don't understand this or maybe you have a hard time really grasping this, but God has declared a word over your life. There's a word for your life, for your family. There's a word of promise and a word of hope. There's a plan for your life. You're not here just by accident, but you're here today on purpose for purpose. There's a reason why you're on planet earth in this season at this time. There's the reason why God chose you to be here today. And we find the plan of God begin to unfold. It begin to lay out. It begin to reveal itself through the Old Testament. And now we find a young girl is given this word. John chapter 1 said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. The Bible tells us that this word invaded a young girl named Mary. And she began to carry the word of God in the earth. I'm so thankful today that we are carriers of the word of God in the earth. I'm so thankful that you and I still get to carry the word of God. She began to carry this word. Now there was a time for delivery of the word. Make no mistake, when God speaks a word, there's a time that God says, it's now season, it's now time. And that word begins to deliver itself into the earth. Maybe you're waiting on God to deliver the promise in your life. I've got good news. God is never late. He is never behind schedule. He is always on time. God began to deliver this word. The Bible said the fullness of time had come. And the Bible said that Mary and Joseph began to make their way to Bethlehem because they were of the house of David and the lineage of David. So they had to go to Bethlehem to be registered. It's something how God will use so many different things to align his word of promise and to reveal the prophetic nature of his word. Things that were spoken in an Old Testament are now colliding in a New Testament. God takes this young couple, and because there is a census now in the earth, he gets them to Bethlehem because that's where the prophesied Messiah was to be born. And they get to Bethlehem, and the Bible said there was no room in the inn. 
But even in that, God would reveal his prophetic nature. He said, I don't need a palatial place to arrive. I don't need a grand entrance. All I need is space. And in your cluttered, busy world today, if you will just make space, if you will give him room, there was no vacancy in the hotel. There was no room in the inn. But God said, if you'll just make room for me and give me space, I will reveal myself. And the good news is he still reveals himself in crowded places. He still reveals himself in places where we find there is little room. But I've got good news today. All God needs is space in your life, space in your family, space in your world. And once again, he will reveal himself. We find that there was no room in the inn. So Mary was in a stable with Joseph and she gave birth to the Christ. And the Bible says prophetically she began to wrap him in swaddling clothes and would lie him in a manger. The Bible said angels would visit shepherds and they would declare his arrival. The heavens would begin to stand still. And kings would be commissioned. And even in that we see the sovereignty of the Father. He said everybody's invited to my party, kings and shepherds. Now may you may not realize this, but shepherds usually weren't invited to the party. Everybody liked kings at the party. Nobody wanted shepherds at the party. Because shepherds smelled like animals. They were dirty from the field. They were rough looking because they stayed out in the element. But Jesus said, at my party, at my birth, everybody's invited. Whosoever will. It doesn't matter how you look like in your yesterday because I came to give you a future. It doesn't matter where you've been. I've come to reveal a tomorrow for your life. Everybody's invited to my party. And we find this word begin to reveal itself. The prophetic nature of the kingdom came alive. This mighty God. This Prince of Peace, this Everlasting Father that Isaiah would talk about, this King of all kings, this Lord of all lords, this Alpha and Omega God, Emmanuel, God with us. He began to reveal himself. He began to reveal his nature to us. Hope had penetrated the earth, God had arrived. And we find as this story begins to unfold, we celebrate today the Christ that was born in a manger. But truly the manger was just the beginning of the story. Because before long this child began to grow. And this child would begin to walk in revelation of his father. And the Bible said at a young age, he'd be confound the scholars. At just 12 years old, those that had learned for many years marveled how much this young boy knew. And the Bible said he began to grow in stature. And at a moment, we find that the heavens would open at his baptismal. And the Holy Spirit would come down. And the Father would begin to speak and declare, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Bible said from that moment on, Jesus was marked not just as the son of Joseph and Mary, not just as Jesus of Nazareth, but now Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. And he began to walk, and he began to walk out the calling of his life. And we find that Jesus... John 3.16, it begins to reveal the very nature 
nature of the plan of God. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We celebrate the manger today, but the manger was just the beginning of the story because as Jesus began to walk the earth, blind eyes began to see. As Jesus began to walk the earth, deaf ears began to hear. As Jesus began to walk the earth, those that had no mobility, their limbs were broken. They began to walk once again. Those that were disheartened and left out, Jesus began to bring them in. He went to the outcast. He went to the broken. He met the woman at a well. We find that he declared over Mary that her worship would be told throughout the kingdom. This Jesus, everywhere he went, he began to dispel darkness with his life. He would declare, I am the light of the world. He would declare, I am the bread of life. He would declare, those that are thirsty, I am the water of life. And once again, Jesus would reveal himself. The heavens would begin to ring. But before long, we find the hill begin to push back against the kingdom of God. Before long, hell begin to try to silence the Messiah. But we find the plan of God was rolling all along. The reason Jesus came was not to be born in a manger. The reason Jesus came was not to live in the home of a carpenter. The reason Jesus came was not to just do good things in the earth that were temporal. But the reason he came was to pick up a cross and reveal the redemptive nature of the kingdom. And the Bible said the promise was now being fulfilled. Revelation had been revealed. But that's not where the story ends. The Bible said one day after being falsely accused, he would pick up a cross and he would begin to carry this cross. I'll tell you what happened in this journey. The declaration of the manger became the decree of the cross. The declaration of the manger became the decree of the cross. What the manger was saying is there's a cross in the future. Redemption is in the future. This is not the final word. Why? The manger promised things like this. Grace, truth, and love. But I'll tell you, the cross is what purchased him. The manger began to declare there is grace that is all sufficient. There is truth that unhides. There's a love that is everlasting. And the manger began to declare it's on the way. But it was the cross that purchased it. Here's what you have to understand. What the manger declares as a potential possibility. What the manger declares as a potential possibility. The cross transforms into a promised possession. What we could not take hold of on our own. What we could not have by ourselves. The light has now come. This light that would penetrate darkness. This light that did not look like light as he hung on a cross. This light that did not look like the Messiah as he hung on a tree. This light that did not look like a king of glory in his present state. But all of a sudden something began to rise out of our Messiah. Something began to rise out of our Savior. Something began to be heard in the tones of his voice. As he would look to the heavens and he would declare in agony, It is finished. What he was saying was this, what started in a garden, what started in the beginning of a journey, what was prophesied by Jeremiah, what was foretold by Isaiah, what was spoken through the major prophets and the minor prophets, what David sang about in a field has now arrived and I want you to declare every good work that was sent by the Father, everything that was sent from the heavens, every plan that was given in the garden that began to work its way through an Old Testament 
that arrived in a New Testament. The birthing of a manger. That work that was done on the roads of Galilee has now arrived at a cross. And all of a sudden, looking to heaven, he declared, it is finished. Now what you have to understand, Jesus was not saying he was finished. He was just getting started. He was about to reveal the redemption of all mankind. He was about to rise with healing and his wing. He was about to declare let whosoever will come. He was going to build a bridge of eternity. He was getting ready to make a way where there was no way. He was getting ready to pay a price he did not owe. He was getting ready to rise up as the king of all glory and take his right place and I've got good news he's never vacated his throne he's never slept he's never slumbered and I'm telling you the cross could not keep him the manger was not the end of the story but there is an empty grave and there is resurrection power and the light is still penetrating darkness the light is still breaking fear come on stand with me this morning it is finished Because he said it is finished. You can walk in this church today and believe. Because he said it is finished. This Christmas, once again, the hope of glory can reveal itself. Because he finished the work, you can begin your work. Because he finished his assignment, there can be peace in your home. Because he finished his assignment. You can believe for the supernatural. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me makes me, creates in me, declares me, speaks over me that I am white as snow. The truth is we celebrate the advent and the arrival of Jesus. What a miraculous story. But there's always the rest of the story. Maybe God's still working on your story. Maybe he's still writing your story. Maybe in this Christmas season you're lost in the story. Maybe your story is not what you thought it would be. I've got good news today. Jesus came. And he declared for you and me, it is finished the greatest gift I could give you or extend to you I can't give you this gift but I can extend it to you because the father is the giver of this gift the greatest gift I could extend to you is the gift of Jesus I want to make sure you take this gift home today the good news is this gift, you can give it away. And the minute you give it away, it increases in your life. No other gift like that. You can give it to somebody else, but still keep it. And the minute you give it away, 
it becomes stronger in your own life. I want to ask you, have you received the gift of Jesus? The light of the world? Maybe you're in darkness right now. There's light. Maybe you're hurting right now. There's healing. Maybe you're lost today. I want you to know there's direction in Jesus. He declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I want you to pray with me today. But I, I want this congregation that's in this room and those at church online today. Would you pray this prayer with me? I want us all to leave here knowing that we have the gift of the Savior in our life. But if you're here today and you've never prayed this prayer, I want you to take hold of this gift. Maybe you've not been here since last Christmas. Maybe you need to make sure that you're walking in relationship with this gift. The good news is, it's free. And it's available to all that would receive it. Would you close your eyes with me today? Thank you so much for watching this message. We pray that it encouraged you. Our church is not built on one individual, but on the sacrifice of so many. And so you being a part of that means so much to us. Our vision here at City Life is to reach the lost, help restore what has been broken, and to release people into their God-given purpose. If you would like to partner with us today, text GIVE to 844-311-1777 or visit our website. For more great content and messages, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also download our City Life app and follow us on Facebook and Instagram while you're at it. Our services are at 9.30, 10.30, and 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'd love to have you be with us in person at one of our locations. And like we say here at City Life, go and be the city.